Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's brand new Flyers Daily for the 16th of November as the Flyers are coming off a defeat in overtime against the Columbus Blue Jackets. They battle back twice in the game, twice from two goal deficits to end up losing in overtime. And as I sit here, it is now after 11 p.m. Eastern. I took a little time after the postgame show just to kind of gather my thoughts and think about this game. And I'm still at a point right now where I'm trying to figure out how I feel about the Flyers losing that game in overtime. Now, I don't want to lose. Never want to see the team lose. I'm not good with that part of it. But should I be more impressed that they battle back twice from two goal deficits to get the game tied and eventually get it to overtime? Or mad about how it ended in overtime and also mad about the 13 seconds in the third period where they gave up the two goals, boom, boom. They battle back in the game and then you get it tied at two and then you end up giving up those two goals where Columbus goes back up in the game 4-2. to two. I mean, they score at 322 of the third period on Boone Jenner's goal. That's on the uh, turnover giveaway from Travis connecting as the high point middle guy when that shot gets blocked. And then, I mean, just 13 seconds later, Eric Robinson goes right down. Flyers fell asleep, and they go up 4-2. to two. Now you got to battle back again down two. It's just a hard way to do things. I mean, the first goal in the game, first period, Sean Corrali scores, puts Columbus on the board. We go to the break. Second goal comes as Columbus is on the power play. That's Boone Jenner. He gets the goal. They go up 2-0. Then the Flyers cut the lead to 2-1 at 8.54 on Kevin Hayes' goal after a good forecheck by Scott Lawton. Goes in, takes the man, separates him from the puck. Konechny supports, comes in, gets the puck, kicks it out of his feet, makes a perfect pass, puts it on a tee for Hayes, who beats uh, Elvis Merzlikens at that point. 2-1 game. Then just about three and a half minutes later, at 12-16, great play by Zach McEwen, who just absolutely fools Elvis Merzlikens into thinking he's going to shoot the puck and Noah Cates is on a beeline for the far post and McEwen lays out a perfect pass to Cates who puts it into the open net. Flyers get the game tied. You end the second period tied it to it. Then like I said, you go to the third. You give up the two goals in 13 seconds pretty early in the period but then you answer as Nick Sealer picks up his second goal of the season, makes it 4-3 and then at 9-14 Konechny on the power play picks up another multi-point game for Travis Konechny, and he gets it tied at four, go through the rest of regulation, and the Flyers go to overtime, eventually losing in overtime at 3-14 when uh, Gavrikov is able to get the goal on the three-on-one after Hayes tried a, I think it was a slap pass that he was trying to get to Konechny, and ends up as a turnover, three-on-one the other way. The guy that's back is Hayes. And he's not a defenseman. He's not going to defend that well. And he didn't. And Columbus moves the puck and gets Hart strung out. And there's no chance he's going to make that save. And Columbus takes the two points. The Flyers get the one point, the all-important point. They outshoot the opposition. Who cares about the, I, I don't know. I'm going to say it again. I, I don't care about shots. I, Flyers ended up with some really good scoring chances. First period, they weren't ready to play in the game. And they only, they're lucky they only came out of the period down one. Uh, they got outshot 
significantly. Second period, they come out. I think they had 30 shot attempts and 16 shots, and they outshoot Columbus 16 to 8. Come out of that period tied. But again, they outshoot the opposition. And as I look through their their game log, it's so bananas, this shots thing. Because they've been out shooting opponents and not winning. Now they have outshot opponents and won. Like they outshot the St. Louis Blues 35 to 28, and they won the game 5 to 1. But since then, Columbus last week, they outshot Columbus 34 to 29. They lost the game 5 to 2. They outshot the Ottawa Senators 38 to 27. They lost the game 4 to 1. They outshot the Dallas Stars 38 to 31. They lost the game 5 to 1. They won games this year where they got outshot 51 to 22 when they beat the Florida Panthers 4 to 3. Uh, I mean, of their seven wins, they've been outshot and outshot significantly in five of them. So it doesn't make any sense, but shots don't matter. It's about quality of shot and having not having a plethora of high-end finishers certainly is a part of that when you outshoot opponents, but you don't win. But they scored four goals last night, so it's not about a lack of offense in that game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But my point is, let me get back to my point. My point is, I still don't know how I feel about the game. There's a self-inflicted wound of going down to nothing in the game because in the first period, they slept walk through it. So I wasn't happy about that. But then I'm happy that they battle back and get it tied at two. But then you have the two goals in thir- 13 seconds, which I'm going, how do you let that happen? You come all the way back, you battle back from down two goals, and now you're back down two goals. But then they battle back again. And I'm going, okay, that's palatable. If they would have won the game, I could have found just the good in this. But they ended up losing it in overtime on a risk-reward play that I didn't love the decision-making on from Hayes either. Now, the overtime in three-on-three is all about puck possession. And I just don't like the idea where he kind of gets caught standing still as they're cycling in the offensive zone, and then he's that high point man again with D'Angelo and Konechny kind of on his flanks deeper in the zone, and you try that slap pass kind of through two guys. And if that does not connect, it's going the other way, minimum two-on-one. In this case, three-on-one. And you're the guy, knowing you're not a defenseman, Hayes is not a defenseman, that you got to defend it. And to me, you have to weigh that risk-reward. Now, it's easy for us watching the game and watching it play out multiple times in slow motion from above to be critical of it. For them, it's happening very fast. You're looking for an opportunity. you got to take on some risk to, to get a great scoring chance and end the game. But I just didn't love the decision in that spot. I just didn't love that decision in overtime. The more prudent thing, Monday morning quarterbacking it, would have been to pull out of the zone. The three guys that Columbus had on the ice were out there in, in excess of 90 seconds. That's a really long time, especially when you don't have the puck in a three-on-three. You pull that back out, you get fresh legs out there, and you hem them back in, not letting them change, then you're at a really significant advantage with fresh legs on the ice and three dog-tired defenders. That would, in hindsight, that would have been the perfect move. But 
guy like Kevin Hayes wants to go out there and he wants to finish the game, want to end it. But I'm just not sure how I feel about that result. It's it's got me twisted a bit. And I we got this comment on the post game show, and it was from a guy named Jared Phillips. He said, um, "ADM Anthony Demarco, who covers uh, the Flyers for uh, the Fourth Period says this is the Flyers' best stretch of their season despite results." He said, "Not sure I agree. He and I are usually on the same page." I see a lot of bad individual performances. And I think there's been, I, I don't know if I've seen bad individual performances. I've seen bad moments of individual performance. Costly mistakes. That's, like we talked about that with the Columbus game last week. You know, the mistakes were catastrophic. The mistakes were consequential. Whatever word you want to use. But overall, you know, he said, talking about their best stretch of the season, yeah, their process is way better right now. The fact that, you know, that they're generating as much offensive zone time. Like, we watched the last two years. They were hemmed in their own zone a ton. Beginning of this year, they were. That hasn't been the case over the last seven, eight, nine games. But the mistakes have been so costly, it's preventing them from winning consistently. And now they've lost four straight games. I know this was an overtime loss, and that's counted slightly differently. But they've now lost four straight games. And last night was an opportunity against a Columbus team without Zach Wierenski, without Patrick Laine. Elvis Merzlikens goes out of the game hurt. They were to bring Corpusalo in cold. I mean, you're looking at a team. I mean, they had another guy go down, I forget who it was, in the game injured as well. I don't know what's going on in Columbus, but they are banged up. But the Flyers couldn't take advantage of it because of some self-inflicted wounds again. You know, some things that they did that did not help them win the game. So I think their process has been significantly better, but ultimately they have not gotten the result. And sometimes that happens in hockey. We were talking on the postgame show that I think it was the 2014-15 season. Um, was when Dave Hextall was here and, and Ron Hextall was the general manager. They they had won like six out of seven games. They weren't playing real well. You could see that some losses were coming based on the way they were playing. They were getting away with it. They were getting a, a bounce here, a goal there, or whatever it was, and they were finding ways to win. But eventually that ran out, and they went on a skid. And they're, And look, they were trending towards a skid. And they, I think they had lost their ninth game in a row. And Ron Hextall met with the media after that game because about the fifth, sixth, seventh, or about the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth game of that losing skid, they started playing really well again, but they were losing. And I remember he told the media, he said, uh, I think we're playing really good hockey right now. And people freaked out. Because they're like, how can you say your play, your team's playing well right now? You've lost nine games in a row. You know, we always tend to judge things on result, which is what you're, as a fan, you're supposed to do. It's a results-oriented business. And eventually, I think in the next game, the team ended the losing streak and went on to win seven straight games. So sometimes you can play good hockey but not have good results for a small period of time. But if you keep playing good hockey, eventually it will turn. 
And it goes the other way as well, where you can be playing winning games and getting good results, but you can see that there's some trouble lurking here, and eventually it's going to catch up to you. It's weird because the Flyers look like that team early in the season that was getting good results but not playing great hockey. Now the process and the play is is better, the detail is better, but the results aren't. I guess the key is having those two things come together at the right time as a confluence. We haven't seen that yet this year. It's been one or the other. So we'll see where this goes. Look, Thursday is going to be no picnic. You're going into Boston. They're the best team in the NHL. They have a record through 16 games of 14-2. and two. They have been unbelievable. They are 9-0 and at home. That is going to be a very, very difficult game in Boston. They're a team right now that when you look at, you know, they average thir- basically 34 shots per game. Their power play is clicking. They're a team that only allows 2.19 goals per game. They don't give up much. They give up the least amount of goals per game. When it comes to goals for, they're number one in the league at four goals per game. Their power plays at 25.4%. Pretty darn good. PK is absurd. 91.7%. Best PK in the league. Their power play, like I said, 25.4. at seventh. This is a team that is every bit legit 14-2. and two. And it's going to be a tough game coming up on Thursday. Yet an opportunity last night against a depleted, banged-up, important player-depleted Columbus Blue Jacket team. You battle back from two two-goal deficits. You get a point out of it. You guys all know I'm not a big loser point guy. You know, there's a scoreboard up there, and at the end of the night, one team has more goals than the other. One's a winner, one's a loser. That's the way I look at it. Flyers didn't win the game. Yeah, they got a point out of it. I'll take it. I'll take the point in the standings. But they didn't win the game. And to come back from those two two two-goal deficits, had they won it, I'd feel a lot better right now. So, again, I ask, you know, I talked about it in yesterday's episode. This podcast is a conversation. I'd love to get people's thoughts on how they f- feel about the game upon hearing this or how they felt about it la- how you felt about it last night. Cuz I still can't come to grips whether I'm going, "Wow, I feel good that they got a point and they battled back from two two-goal deficits," or am I still just angry that they built two two-goal deficits in this game when when I didn't think they needed to. That's just the way I look at it. And then the play in overtime as well. So, I'd love to get your thoughts. I got a bunch of emails and DMs that we're going to get to in tomorrow's episode. Everybody's been sending me such great notes and very detailed thoughts on this team. Like bullet pointed, boom, really laid out beautifully. And we're going to go through a bunch of them in tomorrow's episode. Um, So look forward to that. And we'll get ready coming up for Flyers Bruins on Thursday as well. But how do you feel about this this Columbus game in particular? Yeah, it's it's admirable. You came back from two two goal deficits. I like that. I don't like that you put yourself in that position that you had to do that. What say you? 
All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we shall talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. Some learn, many do, cover up or spread it out, turn around, had enough, they can choose all the past.